Hello, welcome back, horse guys and gals. We're back today on this wonderful Thursday um, for another episode. And today's episode is going to be some more Reddit scenarios, but we're going to mix it up a little bit. There's going to be some am I the asshole scenarios, but also some not. Um, Hope you all have had a great week since we last spoke. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm back up in my bed today because it is just crap outside. We had an ice storm the last two days, so if you guys got the ice storm, I hope everything went okay for you. We, I think, got way less than we were supposed to. Um, We were supposed to get like over half an inch of ice, which would have caused catastrophic damage. At least that's what they called for. Um, And I don't think we really got that much at all. It is still too slick outside. I wasn't able to go to work today. Um, I tried. And it sounds like the city streets and the highways are perfectly fine. But the gravel roads, like, normally are fine in whatever weather conditions we have. But they are just a solid sheet of ice. Um, Our driveway is ridiculously slick. I can't even walk across it without slipping and sliding. Um, so I tried to go to work this morning, got out of my driveway perfectly fine, but at the end of our driveway, it literally goes right uphill. So I was trying to go uphill and I just didn't make it. So my truck currently is in the ditch, um, on the road, but it's like out of the road. Like nobody's going to hit it. I don't think. So I think we're good there, but Yeah, we're just going to have to get it out basically when the road grader comes by and blades all the ice off the roads or when it melts because there's just no traction. It is just literally smooth, slick ice. So, yeah, that's unfortunate, Um, especially because today. Oh, today's Thursday, isn't it? God, I don't know why I have it in my head that it's Friday. It's only Thursday, right? Let me check. Hold on. Yeah, it's Thursday. Okay, so I still have tomorrow. I was going to say, I really wanted to get my paycheck today, but it's not Friday yet. So, anywho, yeah. Also, I am snacking on some mini corn dogs at this moment. So, my apologies if that bothers you at all. But it's almost 1030 and I haven't had breakfast yet. So, I'm snacking. Um, I have an array of sauces over here. So, my preferred sauce for a mini corn dog is ketchup. But I also have some pink sauce. I don't know if you guys have tried the pink sauce yet. Um, It's kind of been like a YouTube TikTok thing. If you know, you know, basically, I'm not going to explain the whole thing. But I saw they got it at our Walmart. And it is kind of expensive. It's like $7 for a bottle of this dressing. But I had to get it, obviously. So I got it. And it's honestly not bad. Like, I don't mind it. I eat it with my chicken nuggets and like, I don't mind it at all. It's not like, I don't know if I would be tempted to spend another $7 on another bottle because I feel like it is definitely a bit expensive for how much you get and just what it is. Like, it's not to die for or anything, but it's definitely not bad. I don't mind it. Um, so yeah, anyways. All right. So let's get into today's first scenario called, am I the asshole for buying horses instead of helping my friend out of debt? 
This sounds like something I would do. <laughs> oh my gosh, please load. Our internet's obviously going to be slow today because of the ice and everything. So hopefully this episode doesn't get interrupted by the slow internet. Especially since it's been fine all morning long. It will be my luck that now that I want to use the internet, it doesn't work. Okay, finally got it to come up. So, am I the asshole for buying horses instead of helping my friend's debt? English is not my first language, so bear with me. My friend got scammed last week and ended up losing $30,000. Her parents are not offering to help and she's on her own. She told me she called everyone she knew for money and she got approximately $6,000, but she's about to be homeless and completely broke. I told her I could at most let her cash in, crash in my house for a month or two while she got her stuff together, but that I wasn't going to lend her any money. I don't have a job, and I live in my parents' allowance. My parents taught me never lend money around because if word gets out, I'll have a lot of people suddenly struggling to make ends meet. Anyway, yesterday I bought some horses because horses are social animals and I only had one, which I think is sort of animal cruelty. My friend found out and got hurt that I would rather spend money on horses than someone in need. I find it very hard to sympathize with her because she got scammed very obviously and I had told her before I do not mix finances with friendship. I do understand why she could be upset. My other friend said it was insensitive or that I should have helped a little bit, but I don't know. So the overall... um, Result on this one is not the asshole, but I want to look at some of the comments. First comment says, you're not the asshole. Your friend had no business commenting on your horse purchase. She's laying a guilt trip on you, ignoring the fact that you offered to house her for a month, something a real victim would not do. She's only seeing the value in cash. The scam is her claim of being, of being scammed. Um, some people are co- suspecting this is a fake post. 50-50. You don't have to give them any money, but anyone who lives off of an allowance and buys horses has to be an asshole. Um, not the asshole. She did offer to help. I think it's smart not only to give cash tip to the lady who was scammed but instead offer support through other means okay my personal opinion on this one I don't think she's an asshole either um I don't think I've ever come into a circumstance where I felt like I needed to lend money to a friend I mean nothing like this has ever happened to any of my friends but I did have a friend and this was a few years ago I lost my wallet and The last place I could remember having it was in her car. And so I asked her to look for it in her car. She said she couldn't find it. And so I was like, well, that's fabulous. So I lost my wallet. And I had not gotten around. I I should have done it right away. But I just hadn't gotten around to, like, canceling all my cards and stuff. And suddenly I got a credit card bill in the mail. And... I was looking at my credit card bill 
And there was a charge on it from the town that she lived in at a gas station. And it was only for like 20 bucks or something. I don't know. Maybe more than that. It wasn't a crazy amount. But she eventually admitted to finding it in her car. And she was in a pinch and just needed to put gas in her car. And I was like, girl, if you were in that big of a pinch, don't go behind my back to use my money. Ask me for $20. Like, I'll give you $20. But I've never had something like this come across in my life to where a friend was seriously in a bad situation. But at the same time, that's not necessarily OP's problem. This is obviously, I'm sorry if I say that word too much. This is an unfortunate situation. But her friend is, I feel like, kind of laying it on thick. The fact that you spent money on this and not spent or given your money to me when I'm in a bad situation. If we go through our whole lives worrying about everyone else's situation, then we're not going to embrace our own situation and make ourselves happy. Happy. We're going to feel guilty about everything that we spend our money on instead of this person in need or this charity or this rescue it's her money. She can do what she wants with it. If she, For one, the thing about um, a horse being alone, being animal cruelty. I'm not going to go as far as to say a horse being by itself is animal cruelty. But it is unfortunate. And I think it, it is smart for her to find a buddy for her horse if it didn't have one. But... I don't think she's the asshole in this situation. It's not her responsibility. It's not her job for her to fix her friend's problem um and like the comment said that she offered a place for this girl to stay if she was going to be homeless and completely broke just having a roof over your head and a bed to sleep in or a couch to sleep on that's a huge favor i've lived with roommates it's not the most fun thing when you offer your home to share your home with somebody else you are asking a huge favor or you are offering a huge favor Um, it's not just like somebody sleeping on your couch at night and then you don't, you don't get to, you don't interact with them or reap any of the consequences. Like living with somebody else is really, really hard. And so she's already doing this girl a huge favor by saving her some money from not having to pay rent, not having to go to a homeless shelter, etc. So I don't think she's the asshole. It's, she can do whatever she wants with her money regardless of if it's her parents' allowance. I don't know how much her parents are allowing her every month, but holy crap, it's enough to buy some horses. So that's my opinion on it. I don't think she's the asshole either. All right, next one is called, Am I the asshole for giving somebody a 48-hour notice to contact me or I'm taking ownership of their horses? So I haven't read all of these. I scanned some of them and then saved them. So I don't think I I have read this one. Sorry, I'm going to finish my corn dog quick. Okay. First, sorry for the typos posting on my phone. So some background. In November of 2021, I was asked to temporarily take care of two miniature horses for somebody at my company that had his rental sold out from under him and he was given a 30-day move notice different story on this but not part of this story 
They needed time to find a new place that had room for the horses. Called them in February for an update on returning the horses. They informed me that at the time they had bought a place, but it was in a homeowner's association that did not allow horses. When I asked what they had planned for the horses and how they wanted to deal with the annual vaccines, they then oft offered to sell me the horses with the option to first write a refusal. Sorry, I'm trying to read through the typos. We never wanted the horses as we were trying to downsize ourselves. I told them that we did not want any, any of them, and they stopped contacting me. Finally got in touch with them a few weeks ago and found out that they were getting divorced, and the soon-to-be ex was supposed to contact me back in February, but she never did. I finally got her number and called her last Wednesday and told her that we need to discuss either moving the horses or signing a board agreement to keep everyone legally protected. She said she would call me back in a few days as she was busy at work. She never called, so I texted on Thursday that she can call me anytime as it was my day off. She texted back that she would call that evening, but never called. I then gave to her Saturday with no call. So I sent her a text that if she didn't contact me within 48 hours, I would assume that she has abandoned the horses and I would proceed with legal action to take ownership of the horses. She knows that once I have legal ownership, they will be sold. As like I stated before, I never wanted to own them. So my question is, am I the asshole for giving this deadline? The first comment says, not the asshole. I do recommend mailing a certified letter if possible. Be sure to include an invoice for the feed and labor to care for these minis. This, because the way that they owe you money, you're more likely able to seize and sell the horses as re recompense. Not the asshole, but contact a lawyer on what the laws are for abandoned property and how to proper properly follow those laws so you don't get into trouble later. Uh, the OP did comment that she's already looking for a lawyer in her area. Not the asshole. You really need to contact a lawyer, lawyer, though. You can't assume after 48 hours they are abandoned. You might be getting yourself into serious legal issues here. Um, I'm going to agree with the comments that this person's not the asshole, but I also agree that they should definitely contact a lawyer, um, even just a simple phone call if they have a family lawyer or something like that. Uh, just to get their bases covered, I don't know, and the laws might be different depending on where this person's at, but I believe here in Iowa, you have like 30 days. You can give a 30-day notice for animals or property or whatever to be removed off of your property, and it's basically an eviction notice. And if the owner of said property leaves it here, then it is considered property of the barn or tenant or owner the the property owner basically um so i don't know what it is in other places but i believe that's how it is here and so i would assume the same thing for this girl i think she's on the right track or this op on the right track to if they don't come and get these horses like they they are considered abandoned and honestly it sounds like that's what this person's trying to do 
is abandoned them. She obviously doesn't want to deal with them, probably doesn't care about them, especially if they can't get in contact with the owners. They probably haven't been out to see these horses in a while then. So I would go ahead and assume that she is trying to abandon them. And if you don't get any contact from her, then it sounds like she doesn't really care and just wants you to deal with her problem. So, and that sounds pretty clear considering they bought a home probably in town or in a suburb or in a development that's a homeowner's association. Why would they think that they could have horses there Um, unless they just didn't care? So not the asshole in my opinion. All right. My next one is called, am I the asshole for letting a kid get bucked off my mule? All right, here's what happened. Please forgive me. My grammar is not strong. Okay. So the parents want their 10-year-old to learn how to ride. No problem. I have a mule and her name is Millie. Millie is 20-ish. She tolerates everyone, loves me and my family. Millie won't go any faster than a gated trot with kids. So the parent comes over and hangs out and brings her kid. Everything is good. I get a halter and a pair of clip-on reins and tell the kid to hop on. The kid says, no, I'm not riding without a saddle and bridle. And I said, I said, oh, you know your tack. Have you rode before? The kid says, yes. So I get my hackamore. It's bitless. The bit. Yeah. Okay. She's explaining what a bit is. It's bitless. The kid says he's not riding without a bit. His parents tell me to put a bit on my mule. Okay, fine. I put her in a snaffle bit. This is the one she came with, and she doesn't mind it at all. The child says, okay. Hold on. Really hard. I tell the child this, and he says, okay, I won't do that. I help him on and tell him how to stop Millie and tell him, how to make her move as we are doing warm-ups. I put down the cones. I tell him how to maneuver through them and control. As the control lessens, he starts yanking on the bit really hard. I tell him he's pulling too hard and to stop. He, he, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. The grammar is really bad on this one. Um, let's see. He got off and I showed him how to ride and explained what I was doing on Millie. And he rolls his eyes at me, gets back on and starts yanking on the bit really hard again. After several warnings and corrections, I tried telling him what he's doing is going to get him bucked off. 20 minutes later, after telling him to correct the yanking several more times and demonstrating how to ride Millie, Millie had enough. She stopped. I told the kid to get off. He said, no. I said, then ride properly. His ra- he raised his voice and said, I don't have time to listen to you, bitch. He yanks on the reins, gives Millie the cue to go. Millie, rightfully so, bucks him off. He was not physically hurt, no damage, just his pride. He goes crying to his parents. His dad is pissed. His mom comes over to me and asks what happened. I told her everything. She gets her kid and says to him, You didn't listen and you got bucked off. That's on you. His dad comes over, ready to pick a fight, and his mom shuts it down real quick. I feel bad. Am I the asshole? And could I have said we are done and pulled him off? But I didn't. I let it happen. 
edit. I just found out the kid is 15, not 10. Oh my gosh. Okay. So sorry. That one was a little hard to read because there's literally no periods or commas or anything. So honestly, I don't think this girl's the asshole. The overall vote is asshole. So let's see what the comments have to say. First comment, yeah, you're the asshole. You're the asshole for A, not stopping the kid from riding the moment he refused to ride properly, and B, letting Millie get stressed to that point. Unacceptable. You're the asshole for the mule. (laughs) For the mule buck and also not using any punctuation. (laughs) I mean, the OP did say that her grammar was bad, so... You're the asshole. You know your mule prefers to be bitless, let, yet you let a 10-year-old bully you into putting a bit in her mouth. When the kid refused to listen to you, you didn't stop the lesson and make him get off. You let him continue hurting and abusing your mule, even though you knew she'd buck him off. Then you let him verbally abuse you. Would you were you hoping you would get bucked off? Were you hoping he would get bucked off because you let the situation get out of control? Your mule equals your rules, no exceptions. If somebody doesn't like it, they don't ride, period. I hope you had them sign a liability waiver. It would be terrible if they tried to sue you for pain and suffering because of the fall. Next person said, you're not the asshole. You told the kid not to pull on the reins so hard and he didn't listen. Getting bucked off is the consequence for not listening. Hopefully the kid learned a lesson. You're the asshole. Kids 10. Yeah, you need to protect the kid and the animal if he was abusing by making him dismount. You don't let the kid, you don't let the animal buck him off. That could have caused severe brain injury in a kid. You're the asshole and an irresponsible animal worker. This is the point. At this point, you stop the lesson and grab the harness in a way the kid can't continue to hurt your mule. Sending the child away without a refund for failing to follow instructions would have been a far better lesson. Every escalation after this is your fault because you didn't stop it here or at any later point. All right. I truly do see both sides of the story on this one. Um, I feel like this kid definitely needed to learn a lesson and needed to have his pride crushed a little bit, especially if he's actually 15. Um, Yeah. I mean, horses will do that. They will put you right in the ground. And that's, that's, I hate to say it's a good thing to get hurt or to fall off, but it it really is for your horsemanship skills. For all of us equestrians, we are only so good because the horses allow us to be. I mean, they can decide at any moment that they don't want to do this shit anymore. And usually they don't. They decide to please us and to do what we ask them to and respect us, etc. But this kid sounds like he was getting a little too cocky, didn't want to listen, etc. And I did th- I do think he needs to learn that tough lesson. At the same time, as far as the owner of this mule or the OP, I think she is being a bit irresponsible as an animal owner, as well as a business owner or I don't she doesn't say that she owns a business, but she is giving a lesson to this kid. So she is exchanging some sort of monetary value. And like the comment said, if they didn't sign any liability or anything, you let it get to this point that the kid fell off. And that could 
come back to bite you for negligence. Um, it's not fair to the mule to make her do this either. Uh, I probably wouldn't let a kid do that to sugar my lesson horse. If I felt like a kid is not listening, not following directions and is hurting my animal, I personally would not take the risk of letting them fall off. I would just end the lesson and just tell them, you know what, get off the horse, we're done. And so personally, that's how I would handle the situation, but it is good for this kid to get his pride knocked down a little bit and to fall off that mule. Uh, but yeah, I do, I agree with both sides. It is a bit irresponsible to just let him keep going and, and get hurt. Okay, next scenario. I ran over my coworker's emotional support horse. Hmm. Okay, throw away account for obvious reasons. My coworker, quote, James, had an emotional support animal that he would bring into the office. But it wasn't like a dog, like most people have. It was a miniature horse. I have always thought this was extremely absurd. I've never said anything about it. My good friend Peter in the office was way more vocal. He used to complain loudly on how stupid this was and how my coworker was just faking needing an emotional support horse. The horse was reasonably well-behaved in the office. It would chew on stuff and wander around, but generally pretty chill and usually quiet. The worst part was the poop, which James would handle. About four months ago, I was on my way home, driving out of the parking lot. I was flipping through radio stations and wasn't fully paying attention. The horse was wandering around and walked right out in front of my car. I tried to stop, but couldn't in time. I have a big truck, and there were two loud bumps as I went over the horse. I panicked and drove home. By some rare coincidence, the security cameras at the office parking lot were going under maintenance so it didn't catch me. I feel awful and know I should really confess. But since there was, that was four months ago, I fear the repercussions will be great. Also, because I'm good friends with Peter, who vocally hated the horse, I'm afraid they were, will assume I did it on purpose. I haven't shared this with anyone, but the guilt is eating me up. And since you're probably wondering, the horse is okay. He underwent some surgery, but now is mostly recovered and just starting to come back in the office. James, however, had never been the same since. He used to be easygoing, but now he is always irritable and moody. Wow. I'm like, I wonder if this is a fake story. I kind of hope it is, but... This is from the, the group True Off My Chest, where people, like, basically confess to things. So, wow. <laughs> okay, the comments. I was full expe fully expecting to read that you took the miniature horse corpse, put it in the back of your truck, and took it home. <laughs> Did the horse poop inside? Why, why bother with a throwaway account? Do you suspect this happens frequently? What happened to your car? Nobody noticed? I'm sorry, but I'm crying laughing at this right now. Oh my gosh, people, this isn't funny. This is animal abuse. Oh my gosh, okay, this comment. Holy fuck, this is just so wow. First of all, you must live in a landlocked state, but then again, here in California, weird shit happens all the time. Have you ever talked to him about it? Like, hey man, I'm glad little pony boy is okay, or would it make it obvious? 
Does the horse act weird around the parking lot? Sorry for all the questions. Maybe James will take better care of his pony. No animal should just be able to run loose. It's not very safe. Jesus. Anyway, I'm sorry this happened to you. You panicked instead of hitting the panic button, you hit the gas. It's totally understandable, and honestly, I might have done the same thing. James probably feels like everyone is against him and his pony boy. He'll probably leave the job soon. You'll be okay. It wasn't out of hate or spite. It was a total accident. Coming clean would fuck you and probably James lives up exponentially. Keep a journal, maybe. It'll help. Hugs. (laughs) So this is an unfortunate situation. I have seen this whole miniature horse ESA trend in the last year or two. And I will say, I don't fully understand it personally. I know people have all kinds of animals for emotional support these days, but yeah, I don't really, I don't get the miniature horse thing because I don't think a horse would be necessarily happy doing that. But regardless, I can't believe that this horse is just walking around a business office pooping. And that's not a giant problem. I'd like to know how he cleans it up and deals with it without making, leaving a mess or anything. Because, like, I don't know about your guys' horses, but some days my horses just, out of the blue, they'll just have diarrhea one day. Or just have the, the runs. And so, even when their diet hasn't changed, they're on the same hay they always eat, they're on the same grain they always get... And then they'll just one day they'll be like, oh, I got the runs. So like this horse, I don't know how you would even manage that. But it sounds like this horse was just roaming around the parking lot by itself. Like was nobody out there? Nobody saw? Nobody, obviously the cameras didn't see. So why was this horse just outside by itself? That That is irresponsible um, for this reason, obviously. And if they live in town or if they're in a city or whatever the horse could have walked out onto the road or something like that's just dumb so this guy isn't asking if he's the asshole or anything this is just a confession but I feel bad for both parties the horse didn't deserve to get run over obviously he was put into this situation by people and I don't know how I would react if I did that either I probably honestly I probably would have done the right thing I don't think I would have just drove away But I can see how you just wouldn't know what to do and just drive away. Um, I can't believe the horse survived this. Literally being run over by a truck. Maybe he wasn't run over. Maybe he got knocked under the truck but didn't go under the tires. And that is an actual miracle. So I'm glad this horse is okay. But that is pretty low, I feel like, to just do a hit and run. On a little horse. On a little miniature horse that's just there to do his job. And he's not even living a normal horse life. He has to go to work and stuff with this guy. And yeah. So that's a toughie. But. Okay. This next one is called. I finally realized why I hated the new mare for so long. Obligatory, not a negative native English speaker. Okay, so I might have trouble reading this one as well. March 2021, my dad bought a young mare, four years old, 
because he had always dreamed of breeding and training his own foal. And our other three horses aren't the youngest anymore. 16 and two 19-year-olds. I loathed her and it just hit me why I feel sick about it. So here I am telling Reddit because this needs out. My mare threw off the entire existing dynamic. She was young and needed a lot more training than the other horses. C was always dad's darling and the one he and I were closest to. So when the new mare arrived and took all of dad's attention, C was mad. I probably, I'm probably projecting, but hey, this is the entire post. Um, I'm mad to the point my dad would even do less with him, which led C to taking his anger out on me. So yeah, I didn't like her. And now I fucking realize I projected my childhood on these horses. It's a bit of a backstory. My older brother has autism and was very late diagnosed. Because of that, my parents unintentionally neglected me. I learned very quickly that my parents wouldn't comfort me and my brother was usually the reason I needed comfort. I would run to the horses and while they weren't the greatest at comfort or at least they didn't ignore me. C was more of a brother to me than my human one. So yeah, I hated the innocent horse because I saw my fucked up childhood replaying with the horses. I'm over it now, but I'm not close with the mare and I don't trust C anymore. Wow, this is a deep one. I feel like there's some underlying issues. This is also from the True Off My Chest group. And this is this is a good, I feel like this is a good um, healing realization. Because I think we all do it unintentionally or intentionally, I guess. Intentionally or not, I feel like all of us equestrians, all of us horse owners take out our feelings in some way on our horses whether you like I said we realize we do we're doing it or not sometimes we have a bad day and we go out and we have a bad ride and we take it out on our horse even though our horse is just acting a certain way because they can feel our adrenaline and our anger and our anxiousness and sometimes we go out and we are having a great day and we're having a great ride. And it's just sometimes we go out and we take things out on our horses, even though we're not trying to or we don't realize that we're doing it and we feel bad later. So I think this is healthy for this girl to realize that she's taking out her childhood trauma, these problems from her young life that sounds like she really needs to work through in therapy and is seeing these patterns that. Uh, her family is creating and so she's taking it out on her animals and it's a human thing to do we're all humans no equestrian is perfect even though we think like our idol our favorite horse trainer or these olympian riders they've got it all figured out and they're the best horsemen and their skills are so high those people are still humans and they still feel human emotions and while we can work and work and work to do our best not to take it out on our horses Sometimes it just happens and we don't realize it. Or sometimes we project our feelings and our anxiety and stuff onto our horses when they didn't ask to deal with it. And it takes a lot of practice to filter that. And people are people and they make mistakes. But I think that this girl is doing the right thing by realizing it. And hopefully she doesn't 
do this to more horses in the future. All right. That was a short one. So this next one is called, if your horses escape, I promise not to contact anyone. Believe it. This is also a shorter one. This is a message to anyone that I live near about their horses. If they get out, that's not my fault. I'm not obligated to let anyone know. They are your horses, your responsibility, not mine. If they're wandering around chewing grass somewhere out of their field, I cannot be held liable just because I see them doing so. Sorry, not sorry, but keep your fences fixed and your gates closed and your horses inside your property where they belong. I won't be helping or contacting the authorities about your horses that have gone missing. Done. Well, that sounds like a rant post. Um, the comments. I mean, the average person may have just knocked on their door to let them know. Sounds like you have some subliminal hatred towards these people for other reasons. The OP did comment to somebody else whose comment has been deleted. No, these people are basically millionaires. If they have so much money to buy and sell horses on a whim, they are rich enough to take care of their own property. I'm not responsible. Just had to get that off my chest. So I'm going to go ahead and guess on this one that somebody's horses have gotten out multiple times. And you know what? I actually can really relate to this person. Now, because I'm a horse person, I don't know if I would go as far as to not do anything about it because I would hate to see a horse get hit by a car or something like that. Um, but I see where this guy is coming from because it is really frustrating to see people clearly not neglecting, but like being negligent when they're responsible for animals because our animals don't have any control over this situation right so um I have somewhat of an example of this so my boyfriend's family owns a farm and they have a lot of cattle they probably got like 50 cattle at this point I guess that's not a lot for some people but they have probably like 50 cattle and it's a big frustration of my boyfriend's that his dad owns the farm and doesn't get the fence fixed. The fence is just patched and patched and patched in a bunch of areas. And they will go through spurts where sometimes in the spring where the grass is starting to come up. Sometimes it's in the summer when the cow's pasture gets really eaten down and overgrazed. Whenever. Random times of the year, the cows will get out every single day. And we live right next to that farm. So I can see them. If they're out, they're everywhere. I can see them across the field. They're all over the cornfield. And they're all over our other neighbor's field. They will trample the corn. Yeah. They cause a lot of damage. And it has gotten to the point sometimes where they will be out. And my boyfriend just won't even tell his dad anymore. Because they get out every single day. And he gets so frustrated on having to chase him down. He gets so frustrated to when he has to tell his dad every day that they're out and his dad acts surprised because they get out every single day, um, that sometimes he just won't even tell him anymore, which did not go over well with his dad. But I can see how it can be so exhausting if this is a routine thing. It's not everybody else's job to babysit your animals. It's not their job to tell you 
hey, you need to go hunt down your animals because you're a re- irresponsible animal owner and you don't pay attention to them and you don't keep your facilities safe for them. We also have, um, I'm on this Facebook page from my hometown and my hometown is a small town. So like everybody knows everybody, right? And so there's this Facebook page for the people that live there. And almost like once or twice a week, there is the same exact husky posted on this page over and over and over again about this husky being loose. This husky's in the road. This husky's at the local Casey's. This husky is running across town. It's the same one. Every single time, it looks exactly the same. It's the same owner commenting that he's trying to get his dog all the time. And people have just started going off in the comments. And so have I, quite honestly, because this person clearly owns a husky. The husky is not getting enough exercise, it's not getting enough attention. It's bored, it's destructive, it breaks things, it jumps the fence. You don't have the, the facilities to keep this dog in. This dog's a danger to itself and the people on the road. It's going to get itself killed, it's going to get hit by a car, etc. All these people telling the owner, rehome your dog. Whoever picks up this dog, don't take it back to the owner because obviously the owner can't handle the dog. Give this dog a better life. Give it to a better owner. Let it get hit by a car. Basically, everybody else is fed up with this dog as well because it's not everyone else's responsibility to take care of your animals. If you feel the need that you need to buy animals or you need to have animals or whatever, because it's not a a want or it's not a need, it's a want. So if you think that you want to take care of animals, then take care of them. It's not everyone else's responsibility. They belong to you. So same thing with with kids. You think you need to have kids? Take care of them. So I totally get it. Sorry, I kind of went off right there. But um, I don't know. I would really hate to see a horse get like hit by a car or something. Honestly, I would start calling the sheriff's department or the police station and have the police deal with it. Every time the police come knocking on those people's doors, they're probably going to start taking it a little bit more seriously. So that would that's probably what I would do. All right, let's do another one or two. Oh, gosh, this is a long one. Holy cow, this is a long one. All right, I'm going to try and read this quick. I, 29 female, just found out that my horse was put to sleep by my father this morning. For context, the past three years of my life has been really hard, with me falling sick to multiple illnesses, recovering from three surgeries back-to-back, and dealing with the outfall of my abusive ex. My dad said he would look after my two horses, as I couldn't afford to board them where I was previously. This was roughly a year ago. My old boy had been on the decline, and I knew it was only a matter of time before my world got entirely shattered. However, there are some things about this situation that I cannot stand. Such as last winter, he sold all of the hay he had, which I had also paid for. So all of the horses, including my dad's, were out of feed by spring. Of course, even though he sold all of the hay for his own pocketbook, this was my fault. And now my problem. This was a bad hay year. I called everywhere I could. There wasn't much, but thanks to my grandmother's connections, we were able to find some good enough and told to get them through the winter. Summer came around and things were okay. I decided that in the fall I was going to put him down and bury him at the farm where he came home for the first time. Fall came and it was a bloody fight between myself, my dad, and my grandmother. 
I had vets lined up. I just needed an appointment, but I got bullied to the point where I just went, if he will make the winter, then fine. I won't call. In defeat, my dad at that point was absolutely sure that he would make it through. I wanted to believe, but thinking now, I already knew. By God, I hate myself for it. He was doing all right throughout the winter. The last time I saw him, December 27th, he still had life left in his eyes. He still nickered at me when I walked down to see him, still ate all the goodies I gave him. I hugged his neck and told him, if you're ready to go, you need to let me know, my boy. I kissed his neck. I brushed him out. I spent as much time as I could with him out in the cold. I have temper-sensitive conditions. I went home because I had planned to spend New Year's with my boyfriend. And honestly, I get really emotional and exhausted at my dad's place. It was really weird this time of year, and I needed to go home and recharge. I was promised things would be okay. And while death waits for no one, I thought I, I was at least worth a phone call if they weren't. I guess I wasn't even considered to be told the day he was put to sleep. Matter of fact, I don't actually know when my horse died, just the fact that he went into the brush and wouldn't come out. So my dad put him down. Him and my grandmother decided to hide all of this from me as not to ruin my holidays. Christmas and New Year's sucked this year, and they also know I haven't really been on the f- been a fan of the holidays for quite some time. It doesn't help the fact that my horse has always had a habit of going into the brush and ignoring everything. And usually, if I call or shake a bucket, he snaps out of it and will come gleefully over. While, I really, while I'm really happy my old boy isn't suffering anymore, I'm incredibly hurt that I wasn't even told that something was happening. I would have dropped everything I had, had been there as soon as I could have. I wanted to be there when he went. I wanted to take his tail hair and have it made into something that I could keep on, on me until it was my time to go. I wanted to tell him goodbye and that I loved him one last time. I feel so absolutely robbed. I feel like my old boy, who was sweet and kind, and my best friend for over 10 years was robbed of a dignified death. I hate myself for how things are right now, because he deserved so much better. I wanted so much better for him, so it's to the point where I'm considering considering selling my other horse because I feel I failed him so badly. I told my dad how I felt explained that I know he was doing what he considered to be right. I said that I should have been consulted, called, and considered. I said to my dad that I wanted to say goodbye to him and see him as he goes. Oh, and see him. And he goes, well, you just saw him and didn't think about it. But most of all, I'm upset and everybody hid it from me. I pleaded that he cuts off some of my horse's tail hair for me. And I just told him, I just got told I'm weird. I was told he was buried, and later, when I said that I wanted him buried at the other farm, he goes, well, you can just get a fucking shovel and pickaxe. I'm not talking about this anymore. So I really doubt that my horse is actually buried. I really doubt that I'm going to see the tail hair. And while I should go harvest it myself, I really don't want to see my horse dead, picked apart by things. I never wanted this for him. He was one of the best horses I have ever had the pleasure of knowing and loving, and I wanted something better for him. My dad basically told me to shut up and that I should just be grateful he did what needed to be done. I'm heartbroken. I can't stop sobbing. I feel really alone, and all I want is to wrap my arms around my horse's neck one last time and just cry into his neck, but he's gone, and everything I have feels like it's in shambles.
My dad put my horse down without even consulting me. And while I'm not mad about my horse being put to sleep, I'm angry about how he handled it. And I wasn't even told, consulted, or anything until days after. So there's not really any comments on this one. But what a traumatic experience. Um, There's a lot in this one. Wow. To be honest, I think this situation, if I was in her shoes, would probably ruin the relationship between me and my dad. I don't think my dad would ever do anything like this, but I think that I, I don't know if I could get over that. Truly. I don't know that I could ever look at my dad, have a conversation with my dad. I don't know if I could ever, I don't know. I think our relationship would just be ruined after something like this. I mean, Sorry, I thought I heard something outside, but it might just be the wind. Um, I don't know how your dad could care so little about you and your feelings and be so insensitive, so rude, so heartless. Like, I don't understand how, as his daughter, he could care so little. Um, I, I would say, honestly, I mean... Personally, I think if you're going to own horses, if you're going to own animals at all, you should be comfortable with dead animals. Like, it's a part of life. It's a part of being a horse owner. It's a part of being an animal owner altogether. You should be comfortable and should not be um, put off by dead animals. I am totally comfortable with the horses that I've had to put down being around their carcass. I I don't feel weird about it. I feel at peace with it. Um, And even though it looks weird, I know that they're not there anymore. So the body doesn't bother me. Um, But I would say if if you want the tail hair, if the tail hair is important to you, you know, you kind of have to put your brave face on and I would say go go get the tail hair because that is the one piece of him that you will have to remember him by. Um, and even if he's a little, you know, he doesn't look right, you can kind of get some closure and say goodbye a little bit by seeing the body. And I'm not saying like if it's going to if it's going to totally like mess you up inside, then you got to make that decision for yourself. But I do think that it is healthy to be able to be around a carcass. I think it's it's a good responsibility as an animal owner um, to be able to do that. But that is that's really this is really brutal. And I am sorry that this was only this was posted two months ago. So this is pretty recent. And it's it's really too bad um, that you have to go through this. If you decide not to sell your other horse, I would move it. I mean, I would. I would like I said, this would probably ruin my relationship with me and my dad, but I, I don't think I would even trust my other horses around my dad if he did something like this. So personally, I would move your other horse because who knows what else he's being negligent about if he's able to just go out and shoot your horse and kill it. I guess I don't know if they shot him, but if he put it down himself, then I don't know how else you would do it. But I would probably move your other horse and honestly confide in that other horse. Use that other horse as your comfort as you mourn and grieve the loss of of your older one. You can use 
your current horse as kind of a shoulder to cry on and use utilize that bonding time with your other horse. Um, I'm sorry this happened to the OP. I doubt she's listening to this, but um, that that's really traumatic. And losing a horse is really, really hard, especially a heart horse. Um, when I lost soccer, it would have been two years ago now. It'll be two years this year, a year and a half ago or so. It was really, really hard. And he was my first ever horse. He he taught me a lot and I wish I could have given him a full retirement. I wish he could have lived and grown old here and whatnot. But, um, my dad was, my, my dad was beat up about it too. I know that he kind of went through a little bit of a process as well, realizing that this horse that literally raised me was now gone. And we, did what we could to honor him. I have his tail. I I don't know if I took any of his mane, but I do have his tail. And we buried him at home on the property. And so I just I don't I can't wrap my head around how a dad could could do that to their daughter and knowing how important your heart horse is to growing up. Even if you're not like a horse girl, if you're not an equestrian, if this isn't your career, um, there's such a, there's such a bigger part of our lives than that. And they teach us so much more about life than just, you know, a career. But anyways, I'm really sorry to hear that about your horse. And I would say, go get his tail if you want his tail. Okay. Sorry, guys. I don't have a lighthearted one to end on. I wish I did. I didn't realize that that one was going to be so heavy. Jeez. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode anyways. Uh, I hope you guys did not have a nice storm like we did so you don't have to deal with the repercussions outside. I put Chance in my trailer a couple days ago, so I know he's going to be getting all anxious to get out of there. So I'll probably get him out this afternoon. But for those of you that don't know, I don't have like a stall barn or anything and Chance's current little pen doesn't have its own shelter or lean-to. So when the weather gets nasty, I put him in my trailer so he doesn't have to stand out in it because I think he's too little for that yet. But I know he's going to be itching to get out of there. I got him out of there, oh, I don't know, another week ago or something because we got snow and he was just trotting around and very happy to be out but he cast himself on the fence last yes two days ago a couple days ago and you know what's funny he's only done it like a couple other times he casts himself up against the fence and he just lays there just like hmm, well (laughs) I did a dumb thing and he just sits there and waits for me to help I don't know how long he was laying there but I started to get worried because I found him or I saw him laying up against the fence. And I'm like, did he freaking cast himself again? So I walk up there and he is not moving. He is bone still not moving. And so like my like alarm is starting to ring a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I get a little closer. I start talking to him and he's still laying there. And then all of a sudden I see his ear flick and I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. So I get up there to him and he's just laying there and he looks at me 
And I'm like, really? This isn't how I wanted to start my afternoon, sir. And so I get a rope and I just flip him back over. And he gets up and he shakes. And he's looking at me like, damn, I've been there a while. But it's just so cute and adorable how he just lays there and just waits for some help. <laughs> like, somebody please help. I'm stuck. But, yeah, anyways, he's fine. But, yeah, that's all I got for this episode, I think. So, hopefully you guys enjoyed. I have a couple of new um, videos coming out this week. I just uploaded a vlog, so if you haven't seen that, go watch that. And then I have a video. I'm, this one's going to go up today, so maybe I'll have one up tomorrow on some updates a uh, possible new horse and yeah so stay tuned for more and i'll see you guys in the next video bye